All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to This Is Uh. I'm your host, Georgia. Did I do that? Lee! And today I have a very special guest with me. Uh, if you would like to introduce yourself, please go ahead. Sure. My name is Christine Iverson, and I met you several years ago. We met many years ago in Orlando. Apparently, you had to tell me this because I blocked out half my life, apparently. <laughs> I used to run a, uh, a spiritual meetup in Orlando, mm-hmm. and we met through one of, uh, one of the mini classes or workshops or whatever was happening, and we've stayed friends since then. Mm-hmm. It's been yeah. several years since I've seen you because I had to go back to my home state for health reasons, but I made sure you were one of the people I came to visit because I always had a great time with you. You were always such uh, a ray of sunshine and, mm-hmm. and a positive spot, and our conversations were always awesome. So thank you so much for joining me and for agreeing to sit down with me and be recorded. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I recently helped you with a keynote speech. Is that what it was? Yes, it was. Yeah. How did that go? It went really well. Um, it was for a group of meeting planners and Ultimately, you know, it, it went well. The people have been reaching out over LinkedIn um, as well as over email. So that's awesome. That's great. I'm so happy that I could hear your speech a couple of times and I learned from it. It was a speech centered on wellness. Was yeah. What was the specific topic? Wellness, stress management. I'd say you gave a lot of really good feedback and tips. Oh. So <laughs> you, you made it better and I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. And also thank you for being receptive to feedback. Yes. <laughs> because you I you never know uh when someone asks for feedback, you always gotta do a little calculation in your mind. Do they just want praise or do they actually want constructive criticism? Yeah. And you were looking specifically to make what you were doing better and up to your own standard. And you said that I gave good feedback, which is kind of meta, because you gave me feedback on my feedback. <laughs> and like that <laughs> That's always fun. So, but yeah, it was actually super, super cool. And now that I listened to it several times, I did take notes on some of the things that you said, some of the breathing exercises, some of the humming, the thought ladder in particular, I thought was really cool. So it was actually really, really helpful and relevant. Not to say that wellness is ever not relevant, but it was particularly relevant, especially now that we're in year two of the pandemic and we're all trying to recover from this collective PTSD we've all been going through. Yeah, (laughs) Absolutely. So things have been very interesting. We've been sitting here talking actually for about an hour before we started recording and we were talking about many different aspects of life friendship mental health a little bit of wellness and before I got here I already kind of wanted to have a conversation about wellness anyway um, if you were up for that but I think that that fits into some of what we were talking about about taking care of yourself being reflective on your the way your brain works the way your body works how to best handle your own stress in your own life and different ways that things can go right and things can go wrong mm-hmm. with life. So is there anything in particular that comes to mind when you're thinking about taking care of yourself or wellness that you wanted to share with the audience? Well, I'm kind of going back. We were started a, a conversation on a tangent because, and I do believe that this is related to wellness, but um I'm going to say the divide in where our country is at 
you know, um, social media will target an individual and give them the the ads that they want to see. Oh, okay. And I was recently in Vermont for a wedding and connected with old family friends. And these family friends, we basically, we lived next door to each other from the time I was in second grade till I was 18. And our families have both remained friends over the years. They live in another state now, et cetera, et cetera. But they're really good long-term family friends. And when I was growing up, like I knew, you know, maybe that they were more like leaning Republican, but I was young, you know, I wasn't so interested or aware of, you know, how politics can even affect our daily lives. So anyway, like having a conversation with them and I view them as intelligent and I was also very, very shocked many times throughout the conversation, like honestly flabbergasted at at moments. And I had to draw on the fact that I knew that they were like great, caring people, you know, and not wanting, being very conscious and aware, sometimes not to go further into something because what's the point? They're not bringing me to their point of view. I'm not going to bring them to my point of view. I really just had to ask questions from a place of inquiry, you know, like you tell me, like, you really believe that won the, you know, the election. Okay. Like that's interesting, Mm -hmm. you know, um, cause there's millions of people who believe this. I don't necessarily associate with all, you know, people that are of that belief. So it was actually really good to, from the perspective of these are people who I've known for well over 20 years and they are anti-vaxxers, which, um, wow, you know, and really won the election and it's the FBI's just wrong to go in and take all these documents. And it was just mind blowing. So, um, I know like, how do I, I feel like that is related to, I'm going to say mental and emotional health because, I can go down like the YouTube rabbit hole, you know, sometimes and oftentimes, well, I also, I went to a Buddhist temple this morning and they were speaking about how, you know, like we'll get attached to things and we can become so angry and it's like that anger. And that'll happen to me a lot of the times when I'm thinking about politics or like this watching going down the YouTube rabbit hole and it can be so easy to instantly like become angry about like the the injustice or the lies or the the whatever and how do we step back from that and have compassion and understanding that this is a hurting human being and their anger has overtaken them and how do I as a human being not allow my anger to overtake me and actually have a genuine conversation with someone when it's like you want to I want to be like are you effing kidding me? You support? Are you kidding me? You know, but that there's millions and millions of people in our country that believe this way. So it was good for me. It was good that these were like family friends that we've known for over 20 years. And I could have like a calm conversation with them. I felt like I had to limit myself sometimes 
because it would turn sideways. So I think it's interesting that you were able to, first of all, check yourself, because we were also talking about before we started recording, that you were able to get your, or it was necessary during these conversations to get yourself in check, to make sure you didn't fall into your own anger spiral and start lashing out and labeling people and and coming from a place that when you don't know somebody and you hear this stuff, you just go, well, you're just an idiot. Something's just wrong with you, right? And and you couldn't do that because you've known these people for a long time. You know that they're to a de- I guess to a degree they have to be a compassionate compassionate loving people and you know that they're complex human beings as opposed to just a shell that represents something that you're against right like like you can see on TV and on YouTube right. and all those things or read it in you know on the paper or whatever but it's like this is a whole human being and they're saying something that I find very confusing and also is scary so I mm-hmm. need to like make sure I'm okay yeah so that I don't become the person that they're being told I am since I am, since I'm on the opposite side of the, uh, of the conversation. Um, there's, there's kind of like this, this dual role you have to play of like being, I guess, a good representative of the opposite side. Um, and also just making sure that you don't push the conversation to a place where it's no longer a conversation, it's now an argument and it escalates into a fight. And then nobody's hearing anybody. Nobody's doing anything positive or constructive. It's just emotion, which is also what we talked about. It's just emotion, 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 and emotion, emotion, emotion. And like, where's that going to get you? Mm -hmm. Nowhere. So it's, it's interesting. Um, I've, I had a similar conversation with another good friend of mine that I haven't seen in years. And we, I mean, we can talk for six hours. We say that we, we talk until the sun came up a couple of times just because it's been so long and we both long for these kinds of conversations. And, um, she introduced me to someone who I like, and we also talked about being in the, in the city where we live, where we're in the South and it's very red here, but there are pockets of progressiveness. And, we, and we're in a pocket of progressiveness right now. And I forgot because I moved back up north and I'm in a blue state. Now, I forgot that, like, you can't just say anything to anybody and just, like, be your whole self and ex- ex- expect that someone doesn't quite think what you think, you know, and, and right. is, you know what I mean? It, just, it was just like, oh, I forgot where I was <laughs> for a right, second. Right. And I later on, she told me like, oh, by the way, all those like little jokes and stuff you were making. Absolutely not. Not with that. Not with that person. I was like, oh, you could have given me a heads up. I was just, you know, I was just having fun. But um, it turns out that this friend said, I've known this person for years. When when that st- when that conversation came up, I checked out. I don't even want to do it. I'm not interested in having the conversation anymore. And and emotionally, I get it because there's a, there's a point at which you just hit a wall, mm-hmm. and you're not you're not talking about anything rational. You're not talking about anything reasonable. You're not talking about reality right. anymore. Right. You're yeah. just talking about well, I feel. Right. I feel. I feel like we don't need taxes. I feel like, uh, you know, uh, businesses don't need regulations. I feel like who cares about the environment? Like, I feel like it's okay. So we're not, we're not sharing the same reality anymore. But yeah, I feel like that's the huge, like concerning disconnect of our country because people are being fed. I mean, if, you know, it's like, I even like stepped out and I was like, what if 
you know, what I'm seeing is actually the lie. Right. You're like, what What if I'm on the side, you know, like all of this isn't true, then I, I would be absolutely furious right. that, you know, the, the just president isn't president right. and they're all attacking him and da 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 da. But it's like, I see through that. Like, I, I, I know who this man is. It's very obvious. He right. hit it. Right. You know, this is not someone of character. This is right. not someone of integrity. This is someone who he allows his anger and emotions, you know, I mean, everyone mm-hmm. around him is indicted, you know, like, yeah, there's, there's real evidence that this is not someone that you want to be leading your country, mm-hmm. you know, um, and his businesses are going to, you know, like all of these investigations, this yeah. isn't because people are trying to get him, he is corrupt, he has abused power, and people like this should be held accountable, right, you know, um, and I do believe that he's possibly going to incite a civil war, because if he is um, held accountable, he will unleash people, the you mob. know, yeah. exactly, so I feel like it's sad, scary, I think that. So, so we were, we've also were talking about how to recognize things going wrong. So there's a micro level of recognizing when an individual, you yourself or someone you're, you're close to, something's off, right? And at first, if you don't have the vocabulary and if you haven't been educated on what to look for that could be off, which also means you need to have a baseline of what's on, right? But let's say, you know, when you're young and, and you don't know, you haven't been to therapy, like your family and your friends have, haven't given you any foundation of what a healthy, non-toxic life and relationship with yourself and other people looks like, there's so it's so easy for abuse and manipulation to creep into your life. It's so easy to just let it in because you don't have the vocabulary, you can't you don't have the eyes for it, you can't mm-hmm. recognize it. And when someone from the outside with that education comes in and says, Oh, that's abuse. And it's not physical, right? It's emotional. Right, right, it's yeah. it's um it's it could be spiritual, it could be religious, it could be so many non-physical forms of abuse and manipulation. Your first instinct is to go, what are you talking about? That's right. that's not abuse. It's no, it is. It's it's very subtle. It it feels benign. In fact, it feels normal because you see it everywhere, mm-hmm. right? But no, it actually is abuse. When I first started running, before he was elected, I was like, "Oh, I think I got it." Everyone who's a fan of him is in an abusive relationship with him. It's not a personal relationship. It's a parasocial relationship, mm. but he's an abuser. And so all of his relationships are abusive, including with the people that who are his fans. That is so very true. <laughs> yeah. Because all these people that support him, like, a lot of them, like, he doesn't care. Like, he doesn't like them at all. He nope. would never want to even be around them. Right. Right. Exactly. He doesn't pay anybody. Right. He, he, he talks about people. He insults people. Yeah. Um, he, uh... He doesn't respect anyone or <laughs> I I never thought of it that way, but like it is like this um that they kinda are in an abusive relationship with him and I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, it's very sh- my mind works very weird like that, but I try to, you know, I try to make connections because I was like something isn't adding up. I'm like right. something's something's off, right? Something's right. off here. And if you don't if you're not sitting there like me, just thinking about just using my brain all day, trying to figure stuff out, because it's what I do. I just right. try to figure things out because the world is so confusing and I hate confusion. Even if I don't like the result, I still want to know. Mm. So I just sat there and I was like, wait a minute. All of these factors that you ask yourself or, or do for a loved one in a personal relationship, those factors are present. 
It's a roller coaster of love bombing and insults and criticism. It's you are expected to at all times support them blindly. Yeah. To praise them no matter what they do. To control the narrative so other people around them can't think anything negative. You have to tell them what to think about the other person to protect them. Mm -hmm. You have to protect your relationship with them and make sure everyone thinks you're happy, even if you're not. There's so many things that happen in abusive relationships. It's so true. You have to deny your own feelings. Because I'm sure there are people who are like... "Mm, There's so many Republicans who don't... Liz Cheney said that when Republicans were walking into some room and they had to sign some piece of paper and one of them said, what we do for the orange-haired god. Ooh. You know, and these are Republicans who are signing some piece of paper to show their support of him. Wow. You know, and it's like, what we do for the orange-haired god, or the orange-haired Jesus, I believe he said. Oh, well. You know? Hmm. Um, but it's like, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's, it's the human mind is, is fascinating. But you have to think, all these people are individuals, right? Like, right. It's, it's like we think of society as this I guess, separate entity, but it's all made up of people. Right. So you have to understand the person mm-hmm. before you can understand how society shifts and moves the way it does. I think conservatives have done an excellent job hijacking our, and you talked about this, the limbic system, mm-hmm. right? To get, am I, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Did I say that right? <laughs> I hijacking your, like, your primal lizard brain emotional center to get you in a primed state to support whatever they say it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what it is but they've they've got the they've got it down democrats are just flying by the seat of their pants but also you have to kind of lack integrity in order to use that right you know what i'm saying so it's so i to a degree understand why they use it a little bit you know (laughs) like even if you're even if you're a democrat like figure out what makes people take and then use it, but use it responsibly. Don't right. use it to like start wars and to get people to attack people who look different than them. Because all of this is just a ruse so he can continue with his corruption. That's what all of this always is. Correct. Dictators, yes. authoritarians, yes. they're always like, let's let the mob fight amongst themselves while we just go do whatever we want to do. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening. And, you know, I'm trying to be over, like, I'm not just a, just a tree hugging hippie for no reason. It is better for everybody <laughs> for us to get along with each other, even if we disagree. But you're over here because you said, you know, we're going to start a civil war if he gets prosecuted. It's like, well, it might be a massacre, but in order for a war to happen, your opponent needs to fight back. And I'm not sure that that the progressive side is capable of or interested in fighting back. Whatever whatever his followers try to incite with us, it could just be a massacre or a genocide. But I don't know if we're going to ac- actually have a war war. Right, Because there right. has to be two sides fighting for I, that to happen. I mean, I... I don't know, you know, I don't know, like, what it would physically, tangibly look like. Yeah. You know, um, I, I do know that there's, you know, they're threatening this, you know, what, what that looks like. I mean, does this, like, what does it look mob, like, like going yeah. to a courthouse and, throw, you know, right. breaking windows? I, I don't. Right. Are, are you, they physically hurting people? I don't know. Right. Like, what does a modern civil war look like? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I think, honestly, like, a lot of it's online. Yeah. You know? If it stays online, then I can be like, okay, that'd be that'd be a, an interesting digital way to um, inflict damage on your own country. It's not, you know, we're, you're, we're still part of the same country, and there's still going to be people that you, I mean, wars hurt everybody. You don't, you know, if you start a war, you're not thinking about civilian casualties in your own yeah, friendly yeah. fire. You're I not thinking about what, that. 
I'm not sure what this um, quote-unquote war will look like or how it will play out. However, I feel like something, something almost is, it's bound to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. We just, we can't, like, we're so divided because so many people, I mean, if you look at, okay, Republican, Democrat, and if most of the Republicans are supporting the big line, they, they're supporting, you know, things that are blatantly false and untrue, where does that leave us? I'm not sure what percentage of conservatives believe what anymore. It's so, I think you have to go question by question. Yeah. I think the big lie is very, especially now, the further and further we get away from January 6th and from the election, I think that there are other, there are other issues that are much, that lean much heavier to be, you could just say most, Mm -hmm. but I think the big lie, it has been really reserved for people who are unwell i would say because there certainly are conservatives out there who for many reasons well i will never be friends with mm-hmm. however they're not unintelligent they're not mentally disturbed they mm-hmm. they understand how things work and that that's a whole huge crack of bullshit and i wish we could just like go back to what we used to do which was just fight on our values and not on reality right, right. but it's a question that really is based in understanding psychology and mental health more than it is a question of how do we come together because if you're dealing with a mental health crisis which is i feel like is what we're dealing with like on a mass scale we're dealing with a a you know a a huge scale of mental health issues that are manifesting themselves with this particular within this particular context but those Mm -hmm. mental health issues are are there and 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 that to me, is what needs to be addressed because you can't fight irrational with rational. It doesn't right. work, right? True. True. So you exactly. so you have to go like, okay, how do I fight irrational? And it's like, well, what's what is making that person irrational? It's their emotional state. It's their yeah. it's their um, their understanding of the world is just they've been fed a bunch of lies. They have a whole bunch of trauma that hasn't been right. processed. There's exactly. all these other things. Yeah. Yeah. But just like, but just doing the, the face-to-face, shallow, surface, political, 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 it's, not, it's never going to go anywhere because the whole reason for it hasn't right. been addressed. Right, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, like, real numbers or statistics. And I, I do assume that most people um, don't personally support However, the Republican Party, mm-hmm. as as it is right now, as I understand it, like they are a lot of them, I'll say, and I think a lot of it has to do with like fundraising. I mean, Liz Cheney likes but has. Oh wait, do you, do you mean politicians or I'm cause... talking like politicians? Okay, and the the party itself. Okay, yeah, there once. Well, I mean, when it comes to fundraising, you never know what somebody really thinks on either side. Because if because if you're just in it for the money, you're gonna you're gonna do whatever you can to keep your position, right. say whatever you need to to raise your money, and just like with Alex Jones, it's like you may not believe the lies you're saying, but crazy right. people out there do, and that's yeah. the real danger. Yeah, exactly. It, is that you're willing to sacrifice all these people, all these faceless people who are not real people to you? Yeah, you're willing to sacrifice them and and get them hurt as long as it keeps you comfortable. Exactly. So. Yeah, there's a uh, most Republicans. I've heard that most Republican politicians do not support him. 
I think and do not believe anything he says or does. Um, I do believe that, but they're not showing that right like, to their constituents. Exactly, they're not going out there and saying, "Hey." <gasps> so funny story, <laughs> right? <laughs> Turns out uh, we were wrong about everything, and everything he says and does is a lie. And you've been fooled by him, and also me too. <laughs> Don't you feel dumb now? Of course, you know they're not right, going to do right, that. Right. So it's and it's it sucks that you you're selling out. Not just your own people. You're selling out everybody. Everybody is going to get the shit into the stick. Everybody loses in this situation. Mm -hmm. You know? And people are so... People get so butthurt about being wrong. It's just... You can't be wrong. Everyone... You have to be... Everything you think has to be right all the time. You can't admit when you made a mistake. You can't admit when you were fooled. You can't admit when you were gullible. So even though I'm sure there are people who are like, Oh, I bet on the wrong horse. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell anyone. Right. Are they going to lose all their friends and all their family mm-hmm. and let people know? No, they're not going right. to. So, like, how do how do we get to the to a point where it's like it's okay, it's mm-hmm. okay to to um, to have believed lies. It's okay to have felt things that are really terrible. It's okay to have prejudice and bias. Everyone has prejudice and bias. The point is to not act on it. The point is to not affect other people's lives negatively. The point is to not pass laws that affect other communities negatively because for some reason it makes you feel better. It, you know, it's, it's opening up the conversation. So we started talking about seeing people who their values and beliefs are just bewildering and disgusting to a point and being like, okay, that's a whole complex human being there. Right. How do I get myself to be able to hear what they're saying without mm-hmm. getting into a fight? And part of what I did with my friend was I explained to her, I understand not wanting to debate this person over this thing that has nothing to do with anything, anything important. But now that I have books I'm interested in creating insights for and a podcast I'm interested in talking to people through, I'm willing to have these discussions now. And in order to have these discussions, I have to be, or at least appear, open and receptive and willing to talk and calm mm-hmm. and not be the person that they think I'm going to be mm-hmm. in the conversation. I just have to be open and willing to hear what they have to say. So it put it, so it actually does two things. It puts me in a receptive position because I can take everything they're saying and use it for another conversation and at least have like a an understanding of where they're coming from. Because when you don't know where someone's coming from and they just say something that sounds crazy, you're like, well, you're just crazy. But if you start right. somewhere and you right. know where they started, yeah. then it kind of makes more sense how they got where they are. Mm-hmm. So, so I try to do that to just get a little bit more understanding and empathy. But also it gives me a really, really easy way to separate myself emotionally from what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Because I'm on a mission to get content for what I want to publish. Right. So it's kind of like kind of like being like a, a news reporter, you mm-hmm. know, where you're, you, yeah. you know what I mean? So it, it made it way easier to have these conversations. Right. You know, so that's, um, I don't know what anyone else would do. I don't know <laughs> for someone who's not interested in doing a podcast or writing books. Like, I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> Go to therapy a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you figure it out. I can't help you. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's just, and, and anger is anger is a secondary emotion, right? Mm-hmm. 
And anger usually comes from a place of hurt, a place mm-hmm. of injustice, a place, it's, yeah. it's something else, right? So when people are angry, I'm angry, I'm angry, that's this, a I'm angry, that, it's, yeah, for, for something else. Right. So again, that's why like the whole politics, like politics to politics is not going to work because there's all this stuff going on behind it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the politics, the political conversation, and then there's anger. And then what's behind that? Right. Right. And if we start talking about what's behind that, I feel like we'll do a better job of coming together and figuring out how to move forward. I can't even say fixing anything just seems so far off, but maybe just like figuring out how to move forward amicably (laughs) might be like where where we're trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Anger is, it's so, it's so hard because it's, it can be dangerous. It can be explosive it can be unpredictable. One of the best things I think people can do is just ask themselves over and over and over again, why am I angry? Right? Why am I angry? I'm angry that people on both sides, interestingly, since you're in the wellness community and, you know, I consider myself to be like, my toes are in the water of the hippie community here mm-hmm. in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, there's anti-vaxxers on both sides, which right. like yes. blew my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we were pro science on this. Maybe I was wrong about that right. about my about my own people. Right, I was yep. wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was that was very interesting. And yeah, it is yeah. interesting. It's uh for different reasons, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but still negating the science. Negating the science. I don't. I mean, to to a degree, I guess it's easier on the left to say, oh, I don't want to take a vaccine because I have all these even better natural remedies that will help. To me, that makes a little bit more sense than they're putting microchips in it or whatever they're like. That makes a little bit more sense than the vaccine is what gives you COVID. I'm like, okay, so I don't, oh, oh boy, it would take too long to explain this to you. (laughs) And you wouldn't believe me anyway. So like, why why even bother? I forgot where I was going with that. Well, there are like... um, Within the wellness community, a number of people who I have hired, you know, um, are, I haven't asked them lately, like, where they stand on it, but they, you know, refuse to get the vaccine. And, yeah, you know, like, it is a personal choice. Real quick, funny story, we had a provider for a client, and the client went on to his personal Facebook page, I guess, and he was saying, no vax, no problem. And the and client freaked out because when they're on the virtual site with all these hundreds of people, they're representing that company. Right. And that company had a very strong get vaccinated because they deal with senior citizens. Okay. And um, the entire legal department of this company was on the virtual thing and it was live. Oh, wow. And they were all stressing that he was going to like say something like, you don't, don't, you know, drink a smoothie. You yeah. don't need to get vaccinated. Um, so it was, it was a bit stressful. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's interesting because when, when you live, we live in a society, right? It's like when you live with other people, your personal choices can affect other people. So it's, it's one, if you, if you're, if you're a hermit, like I've been for the past six years and you stay your ass in your house all day, you can, and you live by yourself and don't have vulnerable people around you, you can not get back as much as you want. Right. Right. But when you're around other people, you have a responsibility to be a productive, healthy citizen and a productive part of society who doesn't create problems for other people. Right. So even even without COVID, now that I've started to, to wear masks, 
doesn't matter if we completely figure out COVID and it's gone. I'm still going to wear masks because it's good for other things. It's not just COVID. I don't want to get the common cold. I don't want to get the flu. There's so many reasons to wear a mask. Also, I don't, I don't have to put on makeup and I can just run to the store and feel good about myself. Nobody can, nobody recognizes me. Like I feel great. So I'm going to keep doing it. And I, and I have asthma and I wear two masks now. And was it uncomfortable when I first started wearing a mask? Did it feel a little cumbersome to breathe through a mask? Yes. And guess what? I lived. It was fine. The masks don't give you COVID. You know, the masks don't make you sicker. Um, it's just, it's very interesting that so, I think it's hilarious how little credence a lot of people give to emotions, especially, especially men, especially men who are like, I'm not emotional. Sir, anger is an emotion. But anyway, right. that's a right. whole other conversation. You are incredibly emotional, but it, I digress. Um, but this whole like, oh, we need to conquer emotions. We don't need emotions. Emotions can't rule your life. Emotions can't make decisions for you. You need to be practical and business minded and blah, 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 and do what's best for you. And it's like, everything in life is built on emotions. Yeah. Every decision, everything that's we true. do is yeah. built on emotion. And we're just acting like that's not the case. Yeah. I have someone who, a friend of mine, who's had COVID twice and who listens to a little podcast called the Joe Rogan Podcast. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we had a little back and forth about about all the interesting things he says. Uh, and he, and he's, his, um, the person he lives with is in the wellness community and is an anti-vaxxer and is all that. So he had a lot of anti-vax noise in his ears. And I said, and he was like, you know, you don't know what's in the vaccine. Actually, I do, because you know what I did during the lockdown? I watched all the science shows. I just watched everything, everything I could get my hands on for COVID, everything I could get my hands on for the vaccine. I know about the life cycle of a virus, like all of these different strains that popped up all of a sudden. Knew that was going to happen because that's mm-hmm. the life cycle yeah. of a virus. I knew yeah. that. And it's not better to go through herd immunity because it mutates in people and then you don't have a vaccine for it and you don't know what to expect from it. And that is worse. All of these things I knew. Because I listened to the science and I, I did my quote unquote research, which just means I watched other people's research. That's right, all I mean. of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but during the conversation, I was just like, oh, what, what was in all the vaccines you took as a child? He's like, what are you talking about? I didn't take, I was like, no, you went to public school. You had vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> That's a requirement. Yeah. What was in those? How did those work? Uh, right. okay. Uh, <laughs> what's, what is actually wrong with the vaccine? What's, what's, what's harmful or bad about it? What's in it? Uh, okay, so you don't actually have information. What you have are feelings. Mm-hmm. Listening to this uh, person you live with and listening to the Joe Rogan podcast made you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you did. Right. Now, if you had told me that, I don't know anything about anything. I don't know uh, the vaccine from a can of paint, but I felt better about this. So that's what I did. I would have been like, respect, mm-hmm. respect, because you know yourself you did you you processed the information you understood why you made the decision you made and you were honest about it i can respect right. that still stay 10 feet from me but <laughs> i can, I can right. respect it at least yeah so you know everything is built on emotion yeah so that's a good reminder everything yeah <laughs> it's incredibly important it makes the world go round it's the reason we're in the situation we are politically mm-hmm. it's the reason um our loved ones are forced out of their homes because the people around them have emotions about them that they just can't keep to themselves. They have to let you know about it. And that's another thing. Um, Just made it okay to be crazy, just outwardly crazy. 
just yeah. like walking up to people being like, here's my crazy. Here yeah. you go. You have it. I'm like, oh, and there's, there's a, deg- a degree to which I appreciate it because I know who to stay away from now. Whereas you might have been friends with someone for 20 years and not known how crazy they were. That's true. And what they actually thought and how hateful they were and how they don't like this person, that person, whatever. The- Whoa, because you never talked about it. Right. But now, oh, first time I meet you, I have some questions for you. Because if you answer those questions the wrong way, we don't need to. You look, you sound lovely. We don't need to do this. I challenge you to invite like these people onto your podcast. Oh, conversation with them. Oh my god. You know, so here's the problem. I have no problem having conversations with someone who is a responsible, reasonable, logical person who Mm -hmm. wants solutions and has integrity and believes that. The truth is of the utmost importance to them. We can still disagree on our values, but I have to have those things because Mm -hmm. if you don't, it's just emotion, emotion, emotion wrapped up in propaganda Right. and you're not having a conversation. You say something and they go, they're running their list in their head of talking point they need to say to you, but they're not actually processing anything you say. They're not actually thinking about anything. They're going, what line can I say to, to own this lib? I just need to own the libs. Let's just, everything we do, we're going to own, okay, you're going to vote yourself into poverty. You're going to vote yourself into destruction mm-hmm. just because everything you do is voting against progressives. It's not right. for a whole lot of stuff. Right. It's just whatever's against us. Um, I'm sorry. We want, when we said we want affordable health care, we didn't say just for us. We said for everybody. Right. We don't like you, but you deserve health care. When we said we want affordable education, we said for everybody. We're not voting against you. In fact, we're kind of voting for you, even though we know you're not voting for us. So it's just, I don't know. I would absolutely have someone on who I could trust that they were. What is it when you have good intentions? Like you're, uh, like you're coming from a place of integrity. There's a specific phrase for it where you're coming with the intention of, um of being honest and not of just gotcha like because that's not the point of the debate right the point is to inform Mm -hmm. and get people to think about things i'm sure i think i'll think of the phrase i'm sure when i get home but Mm -hmm. but yeah i would do i would have someone on that's a it's a good platform to do it yeah you might never have this conversation with that you know because honestly it was good that i you know got to talk to um these old family friends, because I normally, you know, if I encounter someone um, of that belief in my daily life, I usually am not sitting down and having, you know, like I'll probably really quickly notice that and like get out. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> abort know? mission. Abort. Abort. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> where's the cord? Where's the parachute? Pull it. Pull the cord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so you were forced to sit there and be like, all right, well, we're here. Yeah. We're got to do it. got to listen. got to hear what these people have to say. Um, I, it's almost, and I'm, and I'm not saying this facetiously because I have, I struggle with my own mental health issues. I've been through hypomanic episodes. I've rambled. I know that I've said things that don't make sense. I've said things that are crazy. And when someone is just trying to hold on for dear life in the conversation, I get what that's like for the other side. But you do to a point if you're, if you're having a conversation with someone who isn't rational, who isn't sharing your reality, who's just mm-hmm. all over it's you almost have to come at it from the place of like, okay, right now I am kind of being a little bit of a mental health orderly where I need to just like 
keep this person contained right now. I just need to make sure everybody's safe and yeah. and things are not going off the rails and no you know nobody goes um nobody goes too out of control and just kind of hang on and make sure to keep the bumpers on the conversation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to do that. Um and so no it wouldn't be smart to well let's have a rational debate about right. like that's not yeah. going to help anything. Yeah, of course. It will make everything worse. So mm-hmm. I get that. Good faith. That was the phrase. I told you. Good faith. Ah, there you go. Good <laughs> I told you. If someone comes into the, into the conversation in good faith, even if we have completely opposite values, I would love to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I watch those things on YouTube. I watch Jubilee and Cut and these other social, not social program, but like people where people interact, people from opposite sides of an argument will interact with each other in different formats and you get to hear the different sides of the argument. A lot of the time it's very informative and is of high quality and high standard and it's great to hear people who maybe look a certain way and believe a way that is not stereotypically mm-hmm. or people who are very understandably on opposite sides and they can get to know each other better. Every once in a while, there's one that is just a shit show, and right. it's just crazy, 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 and not crazy, not crazy, not crazy. And of course, the not crazy is not going to win. You can't win against crazy. Crazy yeah. wins all the time. If that <laughs> all, is always, like, that is unfortunate that crazy wins all the time. Yeah, because we have our. I, I talk about this all the time with with so many people I know. Us with rational minds who are curious and want to find solutions and want to find the truth and are interested, not in just what makes us feel good, but in the right thing, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. whatever the right thing is, we want to find it. We keep trying to fight irrational with rational. We keep trying to fight illogical with logical. We think if we just logic them into, into understanding us, then it will fix it. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It doesn't. We have to we have to understand that like you're trying to you're trying to um you're trying to paint with music. Right. It's different it's different. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah, good point. Well, someone with synesthesia would be like, um, excuse me? <laughs> Technically, right? I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> is there anything else that you wanted to add, I guess, in conclusion to this? general wellness, mental health, emotional understanding conversation? Is there any any little point that maybe you thought of and kind of flittered away as if as it happens in my brain all the time? Um, <laughs> I think for me, like my takeaway is to remember that you can't fight crazy with logic and reasoning mm-hmm. and that everything is based on emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can come from a place of compassion and understanding um, and patience with people, I think, like, all I can do is be responsible for me. I can't yeah. do anything else. <laughs> yeah. I think those those are, those are two, I think, life lessons I learned a long time ago. And, man, they're in my back pocket now more than ever. So I think that's great. First of all, that, like, I learned a couple of things from you from your keynote speech, but now, did you learn something from me? Did that happen? <laughs> I'm so, I know I used to do this all the time, but it was spiritual stuff. This is more, this is not to say it wasn't practical for life because it was, but in a very um, secular way, the things, you know, uh, just like, oh, those are really, just are just really good things to, to remember of like, oh, I can't, 
don't try to fight, don't try to fight crazy. It doesn't work. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do yeah. it. And it's all emotion. It's all emotion. When someone's coming at you with emotion, it's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so you, it's very easy to just, you get defensive with your emotion. Right. And you, okay, well, it's like adding fire. You're just building up the emotion. Yeah. And then it's all emotion. <laughs> and then what have we done here? Now we've got a whole ball of emotion and we don't know what to do with it. If you come from a place of compassion, as hard as it can be to be, to hear, to hear things that are so hurtful and so, mm-hmm. and, and challenge you in such a fundamental way, especially if someone doesn't like you for, you know, the way you were born or the way you love or whatever. It's like, why would I be compassionate towards someone who like thinks I shouldn't exist? Right. right. But like everybody comes from emotion. So there's something within them that isn't working right. And if you, right. if you can look at it from the perspective of, yeah, this person like hates me or hates people who look like me or who love like me or whatever, or they don't want me to have rights. If you go, something's broken in them. Mm-hmm. And instead of taking a hammer and smashing this thing mm-hmm. that's already broken, right. <laughs> I'm going to go, okay, maybe I can just like appreciate that the thing is there. It, it, and I'm calling people things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, maybe I can appreciate that something has malfunctioned and it's okay to let that malfunctioning thing exist. And if possible, if I ever learn how to repair it, or if I ever learn how to help in any way, I can do that. But I personally am not responsible for fixing that thing. And also, just like that thing doesn't want me to exist, is it really fair for me to not want that thing to exist? Right. So you just kind of, you know, just doing that self-work of like, what am I putting out? What am I doing? How am I helping? Is what I'm putting in making it worse? Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you. I feel like we had a really, really interesting, in-depth, also tangent all around, but that's how all these podcasts go is we just, we just go wherever the conversation leads us. But I think this was really, really fruitful and I'm super happy that you agreed to help me with my podcast. Thank you for allowing (laughs) me to be a part of that. You're very welcome. I only ask people that I actually enjoy talking to. Trust me, anyone that I've, that's been on this podcast, we've already had hours-long conversations, so I know we're going to be good. But thank you again so much for all of your insights. This has been This Is A, and I hope you'll join us next time. Thank you.